I was looking for my soul. DJ Chauncey Dundridge gave it back to me. My name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you are listening to Talk Sex with Tech. Today's music, 53 Christopher Street, is brought to you by DJ Chauncey D and Van Hector, which can be downloaded on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download your music. Thank you, boys, again, for allowing that to be the introductory anthem of this show. So, let's talk about what's going on in my gay world. Last week, if you didn't get, um, ooh, my phone, I just, it's not calling me. Somebody sent me a message. Um, last week, I did a very interesting episode, uh, which it's called The Circumcision Party, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, feel free to go back and listen to it. It is kind of very interesting and funny, uh, in some parts, uh, you know, uh, so I hope that you enjoy that. All right, so what's been going on in my gay world? Okay, so my cats, I absolutely love my cats. I have two. There's Al and Bob Noodle. Now, we got Bob Noodle about a year ago, and we got him from a little little rescue, you know, and... uh He's a great cat, but he, you know, he wasn't our first choice, but he sure did still our heart. But, you know, as I'm sitting here, uh, and if you hear a little background noise, that's just because the train is, uh, sometimes goes by my apartment and, uh, I live here in Astoria and we have an up, we have a train in Queens. They have uh, trains above ground. It's a little annoying. I was walking around my neighborhood, and I, uh, I think it might be next year when our lease is up. Maybe we'll buy a house. Maybe we'll buy an apartment, or we're gonna move. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Bob Noodle is very near and dear to my heart, and, um, you know, he's got water, he's got food, you know, Al's just a chill cat, I've had Al for, I think, seven years, and he's 12 now, so he's been living, living the good life, right, um, hopefully not going to Rainbow Bridge anytime soon, but Bob is still, he's like a, a teenager, right, and so uh, I'm sitting there, and uh, little Bob Noodle today, um, and it's interesting how he got his middle name. It was just Bob. But at first it was Barton, then we said he looks like Bob, and then the little, uh, my little goddaughter, you know, uh, we said, what should his middle name be? And she said, Noodle, and we said, Bob Noodle, and so Noodle, right? Bob Noodle. He's a good cat. Well, uh, you know, he used to have a problem with the, with the plants. He likes to eat them sometimes, so we've had to do research and uh, just so he won't die. And, uh, you know, we've flown with him back and forth. He's flown from Los Angeles to New York. And if you look on my Instagram, you can see a little picture of Bob. Um, so he's a playful kitten, right? He's still like a kitteen. I say kitteen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna coin that word. He's a kitteen because he's not a kitten. He's not an adult cat. He's a teenager. So this morning, as I'm uh, in our house. We have two litter boxes. One was because we got two because one was he. We have what's called a cat genie, and he didn't 
like going in the cat genie. So we got him a um his own little litter box and he uses both whatever. So I think it was like he was just you know, he has a lot of anxiety and he just couldn't wait and he used to pee and 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 poop and our plants and we put rocks in the plants which works out perfect but he's just like the you know but this morning right and so we have a cat genie and the cat genie is this litter box and you'll see some advertisements on tv but that's not the cat genie those are kind of knockoff cat genies cat genie and i'm going to post the link in the in the description the cat genie is an amazing this amazing kind of Whoever invented this is, uh, they were just uh, absolutely brilliant. And uh, I would never, ever, ever go with any other option. And they are not a sponsor of the show, but they are amazing. And so um, the cat, right? So um, the cat genie is basically, it's, it's um, the Mercedes Benz of cat boxes. And why I say that is because it attaches to your sink. And basically, when you press the button, there's cleaning solution. There's uh, the the litter, their little plastic, uh, little, little degradable plastics. But um, the water comes in, cleans it, you know, and... And then the waste gets moved. It takes like 20 minutes for the cat genie to do its thing. And all the waste goes into the toilet. And it's just pretty amazing, right? Um, Well, Bob Noodle, you know, he has food. He has water. You know, we feed him, you know, wet food, dry food all day, wet food in the evening. And this little asshole... Today I go in the bathroom because I'm getting ready to set up my podcast and the catching gets a little loud and all of a sudden I hear, um, I see Bob Noodle sitting on the toilet. He, I don't, is it that he likes to watch the toilet? Is he like, he loves the sound of water? Like when I'm taking a shower, sometimes a bath, he'll come in and uh, just, uh, He'll hang out and guard, and he likes to hang out, right? But I think he was drinking it, and I yelled at him. So, sorry, Bob, but you can't be drinking out of the toilet. I could, we could probably potty train him in the toilet, but he does this thing where if the toilet bowl, if the lid is up, he will go in there and get himself a drink. So... If you come over to my house, do not be kissing him on the lips because he has been drinking out of the toilet. So, mm-hmm. so um, I've been kind of, you know, I, I am a writer as well, you know, in my spare time of not doing therapy, not doing all this other stuff. I like to write and I used to write, uh, you know, I teach up at Manhattan College and the... Uh, Riverdale, right, which is the Bronx, uh, but it's the last stop on the one train, and uh, it's kind of amazing, and I used to write, and now that I'm here, and not riding the train every day, I don't do as much writing, but I've really been getting back into finishing up this book and just really being you know so hopefully one day the book is going to be called Don't Fuck Me Over in Ohio. So it's a a little bit of a mystery, you know, as I write the writing process is really, uh, I come up with a name, then come up with a concept and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, so if you're out there, Simon and Schuster, listen in, feel free to, to get, slip into my DMs to find out more, so. Um, so we are going phase one. Um, as you know, if you're living in New York City, some places in the United States went into, um, they went back into phase one and they're going into phase two (coughs) and summer and I believe phase three. Well, um, 
we are going to, you know, as we look at kind of looking at, you know, returning back to work, you know, folks, it's important that you use your common sense, right? And, you know, if you're sick, stay home. Um, I'm going to be returning back to work, you know, um, make sure you're wearing your mask, you know, uh, different people have different comfort levels, but they're saying that we're going to see a spike. I don't know about that, uh, but it's possible, you know, so just make sure even though like I was out and about, I took a long walk from Astoria down to Long Island City. Which Long Island City, if you take the train over, uh, it's, uh, it's there's a Long Island City and then Astoria. So it's basically like two big neighborhoods. And we walk down to Long Island City and Long Island City is before you get into the, into like, like 72nd Street, uh, you would take the NW into the city. And, uh, or the 7 train if you're at Queensboro Plaza. Um, but we were just sitting, walking around, and there are some bars, and uh, people are having cocktails and just enjoying themselves. And, like, so, you know, we went to meet for a little meetup, a social distance meetup, and we went to this place earlier in the week. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, rather interesting. So um, just make sure, even if things are going into effect, where we can be present in these places, which I'm not so sure that people should are allowed to be present in those places, in restaurants and bars right now. But uh, just use your common sense, right? So, yeah. But as I was taking a walk... I need to tell this story. As I was taking a walk, I saw this little motorcycle shop and I went in and I think I found, it's not a motorcycle, you guys, a Vespa. I'm so excited. And, and I'm like, this could be my jam. I might buy a Vespa because I don't want to ride to work, right? Like I don't want to... Uh, you know, I don't want to ride on the train, so I might get myself a Vespa. There, this, but they're like your this European. And it's not a Vespa; it's another. But I'll take a Vespa if Vespa wants to be a sponsor on the show and have me do a ride around on a Vespa in exchange for them being a sponsor. I will take it, right? But apparently, the guy was like, the insurance is only like two hundred dollars a year which is amazing. That's like $10 a month, less than the Planet Fitness, you know. It's like it's like paying for a Planet Fitness membership. So, um, and I'm excited about that. So, I'm just uh, looking, you know, looking, looking for, and I know that the, I think the proper word is moped. Anywho, so, again, folks, <coughs> sorry, cough, not a current cough. Just a cough. Um, just make sure that you're using your common sense. So, um, the New York State primary elections are June 23rd. I want you guys to mark this down on your calendar for all my New York folks. I know that Indiana just had their election. It is very important that people are going out to vote. If you do not like our president and our current political climate, it is essential to vote. I went to a protest this past week, um, you know, honoring the life of George Floyd, but also asking for police reform. And one of the things that I didn't see is people registering to vote. I'm not I'm making an assumption they're not registered to vote, but... I did not hear people saying you need to vote folks. If you do not like the change, yes, these protests are important and you know, I participate in them because I believe it is a part of our voice. It is a part of our action. It is a part of who we are, sorry, as 
Americans and it is our right to assemble. And if you look at the TV, I was watching the TV of what happened in Washington. And I'm going to get a little fired up here. So I was watching that. People were being whatever gassed, right? Protesters. So the president could go have a photo op. And that that's not bullshit. That's what happened. Um, I was watching it and I said, what's happening? If you do not like Donald Trump, the reason Donald Trump is sitting in office today is not because of the Electoral College. It is because the House and the Senate, right, those are the most important places that we can make change. Because he was impeached in the House, and when it went over the Senate, it was primarily Republican. And that's the issue, folks. You have to vote. You have to vote not just every four years. You need to be voting every single election. I had voter apathy in 2016. And today... Ever since that election, I have voted in every single election. I don't care if it's the dog walker of New York City, if it's the city advocate, if it's all these positions, city council, those little things, those questions on the back of the ballots that are there, those are impacting your life. So I say this very strongly as a queer person and say it to you. It is essential that you are getting out to vote. You can vote by mail, get your vote in, and also get people registered to vote. I will. It is very important because, yes, these protests are very important, but also it is more important that you are voting but there's issues with voter suppression and things need to change with that system too. But when we put those people in office and, you know, in the house or the Senate, it is vital that we hold them accountable. And if they're not doing things for social justice, for reform, and they're not, they're not doing, they work for us. We don't work for them. Right. They work for us, and it is important. So it is important that you are voting. It is important that you are registered to vote, and it is important. It is it is important because if you don't vote, so many people, the way women won, the way women received the right to vote, was that they protested in front of the White House every day except Sunday, and uh, and and. All days of the year, except Sunday and uh, the holidays. So it is important, folks. If you are voting, vote, 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 vote. So I'm going to push that in. But as I was walking through my neighborhood, I met met, uh, Siraj Patel, right? He is running for seat in Congress. And... uh, and and it's Raj, uh, S-U-R-A-J, Patel, P-A-T-E-L. And I met him, and uh, he was one of Obama's um, staffers, and now he's running for Congress. So I invited him onto the show. Let's hope that he comes. I know that he's a busy, 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 busy guy, but it's important. So if you see his name on the ballot, check him out. I'm going to click the link on my website so you can go to it. It's called Outbound Link. So please, please, please make sure that you're getting ready. You're getting, you're going to the polls to vote because this is highly important. We have to change the political system. If we want police brutality to change, we have to go in and vote. If we want reform, if we want police brutality to stop, we need to make sure we're voting. If we want um, we want reform in our criminal justice system, we need to make sure we're voting. And this is the thing, because, again, <clears throat> what we're dealing with right now is people saying, my vote doesn't matter. Actually, it does. You voting in your local elections and also your state elections, those are more important than voting in a uh, presidential election, in my opinion, because those are the people who work for you. <clears throat> okay. 
my mom has turned into a big um, Cuomo fan. She loves him. She's uh, that's her guy. So that's a song. sorry to get all fired up, folks. Okay, so there's been some things in the in the news. So um, okay, I'm just gonna the, uh, what's gonna happen here? I'm gonna just talk briefly because I want to make sure that I have enough time to do this. Um, and you can go and read these links, uh, to the, uh, you can, uh, read these links, right? Um, so apparently an all lives matter protesters reenacted George Floyd's death as a black lives matter march went by, right? And this is an article by CNN. And basically it was a New Jersey corrections officer he was suspended and a FedEx worker fired um, after they did two demonstrations mocking and reenacting George Floyd's death in New Jersey, in Franklinville, New Jersey. Let that sit in, right? Um, I do not want to hear this all lives matter BS, right? Um, because I'm not going to call you something if you say it, but there's a, there's a message around that, right? And I think, you know, when we say black lives matter, what we're saying is we see you. I will never know what it means to be in the black experience but I can look and I can say I can see you I see you and I stand with you right I see your struggle and I stand with you so I hope these men right and FedEx came out right but you can hit that link to that article that really kind of pissed me off so um, people need to be held accountable for uh, their actions. Well, uh, the UK finally, uh, they are calling to ban conversion therapy. Um, an article that was released by the BBC, they said that there's going to be a debate in the parliament that, um, that it's gained required support. Um, Two years after the government pled to uh, pledge to ban the practice, you guys, the, the Europe, okay, the UK, they're supposed to be these liberal folks, right? But we need to make sure that it is that it is harmful, right? Conversion therapy is basically when somebody. Um, tries to change your sexual orientation right conversion therapy and you can't change somebody's sexual orientation so um hopefully the uk will get with the program uh but i love all my uk listeners right so united kingdom we're with you but you guys need to get it together the american psychological association banned the practice the practice of conversion therapy right Okay, so this is why it is important to vote, folks. I know this, like, I've, I've been harping on this, but um, in an article uh, that was recently published by NBC News, the Trump administration is proposing a rule that would allow faith-based foster care, right, and adoption agencies to continue getting taxpayer funding, right? Even if they exclude LGBTQ families and others uh, from their uh, services based on religious beliefs. And here's the here's the thing, right? Um, I, you know, my dad is a minister, and um, and. I grew up in a home and, you know, my dad would never perform. Um, that's just who he is. And I accept that. But my dad loves me. Right. Um, 
and I'm okay with that, right? Some people would say, well, how can your dad be a Christian and, you know, how could he be a Christian and how could he oppose marriage? Well, folks, that's just the way it is and I'm okay with that, right? But my dad loves me very much. They come on a vacation, you know, um, I feel like my dad sometimes loves my partner more than he does me. But this is different, right? I also do believe that churches that are, you know, uh, these multi-million dollar businesses, like the Church of Scientology, oh my God, so I've been watching the Leah Remini, um, I've been going down the Scientology rabbit hole, right? Um, but these organizations uh, that are making billions and billions of dollars should not be tax exempt because they are a business, Right. Um, there's a lot of money in the not-for-profit, right? Um, but anywho, I digress. So the thing is, is that's why it's important to vote, folks, because this is why we need to hold um, our congressmen, we need to hold our congress folks, right? Because um, there's also women. And uh, senators, we need to hold, you know, we need to hold them accountable for these uh actions the thing is that is not the state's right to tell you know um us what to do right um it is not the state's right to be able to sure they can have organization but it's an active um this is active discrimination so adoption agencies is are going to continue to get taxpayer my money right so they can discriminate against me, my family, my friends, and my community. I'm in the, I'm real fired up today. Um so um uh, Marsha P. Johnson, she was uh African American, uh transgender woman. Uh she was a central figure in the gay liberation movement and she played a key role um in the uprising that began and uh in 1969, Stonewall just celebrated its 50th anniversary, right? But uh, this is the piece of it, right? So she was uh, she was a drag performer and uh, also a sex worker, right? And uh, she was homeless, and that's a huge issue. We have a organization here and. New York called Housing Works, and it specifically deals with issues related to HIV, but also housing and things of that nature. Um, but uh, her body was found in the Hudson River in 1992. And again, back in the day, this is why it's important, right? Um, specifically, communities of color. Uh, that we are present for you and uh, they ruled her death a suicide but they didn't they never investigated it so that is uh, that's a very sad part of it but thank you uh, Marsha P. Johnson for um, for your role because without you protesting right and I want to make clear that I'm not saying that protests do not matter, but I also am saying that voting is, protesting brings awareness, voting is the action. So um, I will be back out on the front lines protesting, right? Holding space for people, so... Um, you guys, it's Pride Month, 2020 Pride, New York City Pride is, you know, we're, we're doing it right, right? So, um, you know, it's been canceled this year, but they're still having some events and you can go to the nycpride.org page and they have some, um, they've got some, uh, the, some free events and things like that, you know. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to link that. So, yeah, if you're looking for something to do online, but I have a feeling people are just going to show up and, and make their own parade, right? 
kind of nice being able to walk in the middle of the street, right? We pay for those streets. Our tax dollars goes to those streets, so we're going to march in those streets. All right, so got some questions that people have written in. Um, I got a very brief question um, from a gentleman. He says, uh, I am a 22-year-old. And I'm 22 years old, and my girlfriend ties me up, and excuse, and, and just to preface, there's going to be language here in this post. So he says, I'm a 22-year-old, 20, I'm 22 years old, and my girlfriend ties me up and fucks my ass in front of other guys, and I'm wondering if that makes me gay. <clears throat> Is it normal for me to like things up? my ass and uh okay well uh first off and i responded to this individual i said well um you know that uh that does not make you gay um i have an article uh for men's health uh that uh talks about getting pegged men getting pegged and there's a whole thing on it right so you can go in and kind of um uh, read in that. There's also what is pegging? Pegging is a um, practice where women will put on a strap on, right? And uh, they will penetrate their, their male lovers, right? And uh, which is, which is great, right? Um, this does not make you gay, right? Uh, my thing is, and the thing that I said, is it safe, is it consensual, and is it fun? Um, so maybe this individual likes to be a voyeur. Maybe they like to experience, uh, you know, uh, they like pegging. And there's nothing wrong with that. Again, if it's safe, it's consensual, and it's fun. I'm just going to say that's a-okay, right? And it's not about, this not an orientation, <coughs> an orientation who we're attracted to, right? Um, but no, it does not make you gay. It makes you exploratory in your sexuality. So, you know, uh, I think that they just needed the affirmation, right? But uh, again, being tied up can be fun. Um, but I'm just going to say it's important for you to, to make sure that you're, um, using lube. That's the only, um, that is my, where my judgment, you know, uh, comes in. Uh, make sure that you're using that lubrication to really fill that experience. Uh, there's plenty. Silicone lubes are great. Uh, I don't know why people use KY, but, well, I know why. Because when they go to the when they go to the store, um, or the Rite Aid, or the Walgreens, or the wherever, that's where they find that. So um, it's the first thing. But if you can find good silicone base, Pure is a really good one. Uh, Swiss Navy, that's a really good silicone base. Just make sure if you're being penetrated by another human that you're using a water-based or a silicone-based, not an oil-based. And I can give a whole lesson about that, right? <coughs> so, um, this next listener wrote me, um, and they wrote me, and this is a very, I want to treat this question with a lot of care. Uh, so they said, I have a question about a situation I was uh, involved in that is honestly very embarrassing to me. Um, my sister, me and my sister went to a bachelorette party, and long story short, we were raped in our room. I'm feeling really confused about certain things and how, and, and not sure, uh, like why this happened uh i went to a counselor but i didn't feel comfortable talking about it um to this listener um i'm very sorry that this happened to you uh 
sexual assault, uh, you know, it's a violation of our bodies. It's a violation of our, uh, of who we are, right? Uh, it's a violation of, uh, of our core, right? And when somebody takes that away, it can feel very overwhelming. And, uh, you know, for anybody, and I sent this to this listener, um, to anybody who is experiencing this, right, uh, who has experienced sexual assault, has experienced, um, has experienced, uh, being violated, uh, abuse, I'm going to encourage you to visit Rain, R-A-I-N-N. Uh, it's rain.org. Uh, Tori Amos, I'm not sure. There was like a rumor around that she kind of helped start it, but no, she, she was raped. Uh, so there's a song that she wrote, uh, back in the nineties called me and a gun. Um, it's about her experience of being raped. Uh, and how scary. And so she wrote it, you know, um, it's an acapella piece. And I remember just like hearing that and feeling the first time I heard that. Um, but my, my, so there are resources out there. Uh, and so this listener, I want to encourage you to go to that website. Uh, and they have, people that are specifically that can guide you to resources, you know, oftentimes, you know, here's the thing that really kind of, um, that really like stuck out. And this question for me was there's a theme there, there's a, the feelings of embarrassment, right. And not feeling comfortable to talk about it. You know, we, uh, oftentimes there's shame that comes along. Embarrassment is shame and embarrassment comes along. And, uh, you know, when something happens, uh, my encouragement to you is to see a therapist because, or to get involved in some group because it can be very easily, uh, you know, I had somebody the other day call me they were um you know also they experienced assault uh it's it's very scary folks so my encouragement to you uh is to to work right to go reach out to somebody somebody is there people are listening um but rain is going to be the best resource that I have. Um, they have a 24 hour, uh, hotline. It's called, uh, if you dial one 656 hope, or that's one 656 4673. So, um, my encouragement to you, to this listener and to anybody that, who has experienced sexual assault, uh, to reach out to rain, uh, and to work with somebody who's experienced because this is a trauma experience that's present now. Um, so I wish you the best, uh, in your journey of recovery and healing. Oh, I'm gonna, I need to take a so the next listener uh, wrote uh, twenty, uh, nearly 20 years ago, I married my wife and we have three kids together. I recently came t to the realization that I'm gay. I've always been this way, but I'm sick of fighting it. I'm really at a loss of what to do here. As I feel like I'm stuck and conflicted. Coming out is uh, very scary. As it would mean I would lose my family. But most importantly, my wife. 
I don't really know where to go from here. Um, so to you, a listener, I, uh, you know, it is scary, right? Um, and well, it is not a choice about our sexual orientation, right? It is a choice in what we do, right? Um, I believe living in your authentic truth and being your authentic self is the most important. But there, you know, I'm not going to lie. There could be a lot to, to lose, right? But there can also be a lot to gain. You know, um, our world is very complicated. You know, um, it's important, you know, and I have people that come into my office and they're looking for permission or maybe they're looking for a way to come out of the closet. And some people choose not to come out. Uh, some people choose to stay. Um. Some people choose to fantasize. Some people choose to, you know, some people are stepping out in their relationships. But I think the thing is, is that no one can fault you for who you are, right? Uh, and uh, I think you need to search and find out what is, what is uh, important here. Because I think that it really comes down to this experience of what it, what is important for you. What is in, what is important is that, you know, sometimes people prepare to leave. But I will say this. This is going to start growing, right? And it's going to start being more present. And uh, I think as long as you live in your truth, right? That's the most important thing. So being your authentic self, living in your truth, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's difficult, but we're here with you and to know myself and, uh, everybody sends their love to you. Uh, so, but I would encourage you to reach out to a therapist who and, you know, therapists are pretty, pretty good about it. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe it is like uh, reaching out to maybe somebody who is gay or lesbian to, uh, for them to help you through the process and to really sort. It sounds like there's a lot of um, just a lot of reservation there. Okay. And the last listener um, says um, they wrote in and uh, they said, it doesn't make sense to me. My partner says that he finds me attractive, but we don't have sex anymore. Uh, he doesn't come on to me and we haven't had sex in the last six months. When we met three years ago. Uh, we were hot and heavy, and slowly I notice it feels like we're more like roommates than lovers. Uh, the other day, I caught him jerking off to porn, which is not the first time. I didn't sign up for a sexless relationship. I'm so frustrated right now. I'm wondering what I should do or how I should address this with him. Okay. Well, that's very, you know, that's natural. What I would say um, is that what you're experiencing, right? Sometimes I had somebody the other day that was like, shouldn't we be having sex all the time? And I'm like, no, no, it's not about should. We don't should. We do not should on other people, right? Um, I think it's important to ask yourself, like, what's important, right? 
Um, and it sounds like you, like you need to connect. You're feeling disconnected from your partner and you are needing a connect. There's two types of, um, experiences, which is some people connect to have sex. Some people, um, have to connect before having sex. Uh, and so he's masturbating or engaging in what's called solo sex, self-pleasure. And it, it feels like why would they be watching porn and not be, not be giving you that love, joy, and attention? Well, I mean, I think it's the most important thing is oftentimes it's so funny. We get in relationships and we have difficulties really explaining what it is that, that is specifically around sex. This is more often than not. And sometimes people are not saying that you're ready to break up, but, you know, some people are ready to break up and they're not ready to, they don't want to discuss it because it's easier to just stay in it. You know, I work with a lot of couples that there could be a couple things going on. We don't know. I think first you have to ask your partner to have that conversation about what specifically is happening for them. It could be that it just feels very overwhelming. And maybe there's, I just also think that this is a natural progression of relationships that, you know, people you know, that we're once very sexually active. It's also things happen. So it's important to really check in. If you can't have these conversations and you need to dive in further, you can go see a sex therapist. Uh, you can type in, you know, you can look for sex therapists. You can do blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, there's a ton out there. Um, but when you're kind of looking for a sex therapist, the, and so this is what I will say. And the, I do like marriage family therapist, but sometimes they don't know how to talk about sex. Right. And I, even when my people come in that they're coming in for depression, I'll ask them what's going on with this. What's going on with sex. I had somebody that is, you know, the, I've worked with and I asked them about sex. Uh, the, they were coming in for some depression, depression symptoms, you know, and I said, so what's going on sexually? How are you connecting in your relationship sexually? And they just broke down. And because therapists a lot of times don't ask about sex, even if you're a therapist and this is for all my therapists out there, um, you should be asking about sex. You should take a sexual history when the person is sitting in your office. It is important. And it's not some long drawn out thing. It's how do they experience sex, right? Especially if you're doing relationship therapy. But we, a lot of marriage family therapists do not go on to be sex therapists, but all sex therapists do marriage and family that do marriage and couples therapy irony so i think it's important for you listener right to first try to have that conversation with your partner and i wonder what's coming up for you right <coughs> what is it about them um not engaging with you sexually you know, what is it about? Is it about them masturbating? Is it about porn? You know, people have a variety of different issues or different, you know, levels of concern. Don't want to call it an issue because it's not an issue. It's a level of concern. So that is going to be my advice to you. First, try to have the conversation. Then, if you guys can't have that conversation, go in and see a therapist, you know, there's lots of people that are, but you want to make sure if you're working with the sex therapist that they're trained, right? Because, uh, you know, anybody can call themselves a sex therapist, but it's important to be trained, right? You, we go on to get some additional training to deal with specific things, right? Uh, I don't know if there could be like some, uh, 
anxiety performance. There could be his job, right, uh, that could be impacting his stress, and so he's masturbating to relieve himself of the stress. Whereas if he's feeling stressed, maybe he doesn't want to feel like he can connect to you because there's stress going it, it The list can go on and on. By it's really you need somebody to sit down, look at it objectively, and to help you guys move forward. So, all right. I know I'm, you know, I have these two microphones and I'm just been, you know, I'm using this microphone, a different microphone today. So, um, so yes, um, such an exciting time. And uh, I just want to say to make sure that you are going out and uh, those listeners, thank you for everybody who wrote in. I do appreciate it. Um, but make sure that you're getting out and voting because it's important, you guys. Uh, it makes our life better, right? Because if we don't vote, we can do all the protest. Protest is awareness. Voting is bringing, bring, putting our awareness into action. Okay? So... Um, so, um, lovely. All right. Well, um, you guys, it's been a lovely time with you. Um, again, if you have a question or a burning desire or something you want to ask about, feel free to message me and I will be more than happy to answer that question. If you'd like to be a guest on the show and you think you have something something to share with the audience, right? Um, feel free to, to reach out to me. Um, yeah, so um, I love a good story, right? Take us on a journey, right? So, all right, well, again, today's music, 53 Christopher Street, you guys go out and download it, is brought to you by DJ Chauncey D and Van Hector. Uh, can be downloaded on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your music. All right, guys, well, I will talk to you later. Again, my name is Dr. Richard Mills, and you have been listening to Talk Something.